Good morning and welcome to the Southern Kentucky Retirement Show. I'm Alan Costello, President and CEO of Southern Kentucky Advisors, here today with our host, Ms. Joy Peterson. Good morning, Joy. Good morning, Alan. How are you? Things are doing fantastic in Bowling Green. We, we survived all the wind and the rain last week. We're getting settled back down and just finished up with Labor Day. So Mm -hmm. what did you do for Labor Day? You know, it was really quiet and it was really nice. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes not having too many plans is the best way to go. Well, yeah, we originally thought we might go camping and we decided, you know what, we're just going to stay home. And my wife made her famous pickled peppers. Pickled peppers. Someday you got to try them. They're amazing. I'm going to have to. And I'm going to have to practice saying pickled peppers. (laughs) Pickled peppers. That's right. Well, you know, we got a lot coming up in the next few days. One thing, of course, is the anniversary of 9-11 is mm-hmm. coming up a few days. And, you know, we want to always remember the, our fellow Americans who, who we lost on that day and, and always be thankful for the country that we live in, Joy. You know, Alan, I remember exactly where I was that morning when it happened. I was actually doing a morning show in Kansas City, and we were breaking the news as it was happening. And it's one of those events that you just you'll never forget where you were. And actually, as I'm saying this. I just have goosebumps all over. It's one of those things that will always stick with us. And I'm glad you mentioned it and that we'll take a moment to uh, remember all those that we lost. We have a fantastic show this morning, lots of things to cover. We're going to talk about provisional income taxes and will you have to pay them in your retirement. We'll also look at the effects of divorce, uh, how can that affect your retirement plans, plus something new. This is going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited about it. A virtual world tour. We'll explain a little bit more about that coming up a little later. I want to give you the phone numbers for Southern Kentucky Advisors, 270-904-7624, the website site, SoKeyAdvisors.com. And of course, look for them on Facebook at Soki Advisors. Alan, in past shows, we've talked about provisional taxes. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about that? And before we get into it specifically, let's just talk about taxes in general. Some people don't realize that even when you're retired, you still have to pay taxes. You know, taxes are a reality of retirement and, and no one is exempt. And I tell clients all the time, taxes are the enemy of your retirement nest egg. You know, mm-hmm. very few people, if any, go through retirement without paying some form of taxes. You know, you've got your federal, your state, your local, your sales, but the provisional income tax that is triggered by Social Security and your uh, other income is the one that really surprises most retirees. So what exactly is provisional income taxes and how do we plan for it? How do we consider whether or not we're going to have to pay that tax? Joy, the thing about provisional income tax is that with the right planning, you may be able to avoid it, but with the wrong planning, you're pretty much going to be stuck with it. So provisional income is defined by the IRS as the sum of wages, interest, dividends, pensions, self-employment, and other taxable income, plus 50% of your annual Social Security benefits. Why is that important to know? Well, based upon your filing status and situation, provisional income is used to determine whether or not your Social Security benefits are going to be taxed. You said whether or not. So what amount of provisional income will cause your Social Security benefits to be taxed? Well, like I said, it depends on your filing status, Joy, but single or head of household is 25000 Married filing jointly is 32000 Now, above these amounts, 
50% of your Social Security benefit income may become taxable, and the more you make, the more of your Social Security benefits become taxable. So taxes on Social Security benefits actually caps out at 85%. Now let me just make sure everybody understands. We're not, they're not going to take 85% of your, ta- yeah, of your Social yeah. Security. Yeah, explain that a little bit more, please. <laughs> well, it basically means that once you hit a certain threshold, 85% of your Social Security is factored back into your adjusted gross income, whatever your tax level is, you pay it on 85% of your Social Security, in addition to the other things that, uh, that you're being taxed for. So are there strategies that we can use to uh, maybe reduce our Social Security benefits or, or at least our taxes on them? There are strategies you can use, Joy, and, and that's the whole key is to have some idea about the strategies and to make plans to be ready for this. You know, I, I talk to people a lot of times about having money in the wrong tax bucket. Mm-hmm. You see, in the U.S., we have different monies that are taxed in different ways. So let me just give you a story. We'll, we'll call them Tom and Jan. They had a small pension, about $10,000 a year, had about $40,000 in Social Security benefits. They had an IRA, but at this point, when I was talking with them, there were 67, both of them, so they didn't have to start taking anything out of their IRA yet, but they had a substantial amount of CDs that was generating about $20,000 a year of income. Now, the very frugal conservative people, they, they weren't spending all the money they had, okay? But because that they had those, those dollars that were coming in in the form of a CD that was generating a 1099 in what we would call the wrong bucket, 85% of their Social Security was being factored back in in tax. If they simply made one move, Joy, move those, that income from a non-qualified taxable to something that was tax-deferred, mm-hmm. they could save about $3,000 a year in taxes on their Social wow. Security. Yeah. That's great. It really is, Joy, and it's it's as simple as knowing what the rules are. And one of the things that we try to do here at Southern Kentucky Advisors is to help our clients get into the right bucket. And what is the right bucket? The right bucket is whichever one causes you to pay the least amount of taxes over the course of your lifetime. You know, most people, when they do your taxes, their goal is to reduce your taxes for this year. Mm-hmm. Our way of thinking is this year is just one year. What's the total tax impact over the next 30? Let's look at that and figure out a way to reduce that number. I like that strategy a lot. Any way that you can pay less taxes is a good thing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, if you want to come in and set up a discovery meeting with Alan and the team at Southern Kentucky Advisors, uh, maybe do a Social Security review for you. The number is 270-904-7624, the website SokeyAdvisors.com. When it comes to retirement, we know that uh, nobody's plan is the same as their neighbors. No two plans are exactly alike. And I bet you have a lot of people, maybe not a lot, but at least some people that come to you and say, you know, as much as I love living in Kentucky, I've always wanted to travel. I want to see the world. We're going to put together a little bit of a list of things to consider before you decide to move to a new location. Uh, But is that something that you see in your practice, Alan? Well, you know, Joy, living abroad is what some people consider. Like, for example, I had a client this week who came in and said that, you know, her goal was to become an expat, which does not mean you give up your patriotic duties. It simply (laughs) means you decide to live somewhere else. But a lot of people are considering, you know, other places right here in the United States. You know, there are seven states that uh, have no income tax. 
Alaska, Florida, Nevada, South Dakota, Texas, Washington, and Wyoming. And, you know, certain states may initially appear to be more tax-friendly, but you you don't want to look at the whole financial picture to get a solid grasp on uh, what you'll need to pay in retirement. Plus, you're not tax-exempt, Joy, simply by living abroad if you decide you want to move out of the U.S., because if you're a U.S. citizen, you will still need to file a tax return in each U.S. calendar year. That is very good to know. I know some of the other things that we should be considering is quality of life. And whether you want to live in the urban areas or the suburbs, I know some people who are like, I'm going to get a ranch and live as far away from people as I can. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's Um, my wife. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, some cities even have like whole communities set up. Like what is it in Florida, the villages? Right. Yeah, it's all just a retirement community, and it's like its own little town. Um, A lot of people also are looking for a more comfortable climate. We call those snowbirds, (laughs) (laughs) the ones that leave for the winter. But those are things that you need to take into consideration as well. That's true, Joy. And and if you're going to go somewhere else, like moving away from here, or especially if you're thinking about moving to another country, some of the things you got to factor in is like your travel plans. You know, if you plan to take regular trips to visit children and grandchildren, you got to consider how far your new location is going to be and what the cost is going to be to get back home. You know, uh, in preparation for this show today, I was mentioning it to my wife and she said, I'll live anywhere you want to live as long as I can see my grandkids every week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the last thing I would say, Joy, is if you're thinking about doing this is start with a trial run. No, that's good advice. Check it out. See if it really fits what you think. Because sometimes we make an idea in our head, I think, a little bit more than what the reality is. Yeah, there's no doubt. I mean, you get in love with an idea in your head, and then you go try it out, and it's like, oh, wait a minute. I didn't think about that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, whatever your retirement dreams are, Alan and the team at Southern Kentucky Advisors can help you with that journey. If you have questions or concerns, or if you want a second opinion about your plans for retirement income, call Alan and the team at Southern Kentucky Advisors, 270-904. 7624 and you can set up your discovery meeting. So Alan, we have something brand new. I'm really excited about this. We're going to give the mailbag a couple of weeks off because I think this is going to be a lot of fun. I love spinning the wheel and just figuring out where it goes. And we're going to do that with a virtual tour of the world when it comes to retirement. So for the next four weeks, we're going to highlight some of the benefits and some of the pitfalls of retiring abroad in certain countries. So we've got that prize wheel that has all these different places on it. Let's go ahead and spin that wheel. Ireland. Mm, So it looks like our first country that we're going to visit is Ireland. Ireland offers the best of traditional country living. Maybe your wife would like to move there. Well, I know my kids would. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) They've been there before. Oh, that's awesome. You know, that's on uh, my bucket list. Matter of fact, my husband and I, for our 20th anniversary, we're heading to Ireland. We got a few years, but um, that's that's our plan. So let's talk about making Ireland our retirement home. Outside of Dublin and Cork, uh, most of them are going to be very small towns. Newcomers to Ireland uh, can find lots of villages, and they're likely to feel very welcome and at home because I don't think there's an Irish person who doesn't want to sit down and have a drink with you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But there's probably some more things that we need to know when it comes to retiring in Ireland. Well, there is, Joy. And, you know, one of the things that you need to understand about Ireland is that they introduced a new residency permit option known as Stamp Zero back in December of 2011. 
And under these requirements for qualifying for residency, you must show $50,000 euro or about 60,000 USD per person in annual income plus a lump sum available for emergencies equal to the price of a home in Ireland. But you need to figure about 150,000 euro or 180,000 USD. In other words, residency isn't cheap in Ireland. Mm, okay. What about taxes? Well, the tax treaty between the United States and Ireland stipulates that pension and social security income is taxed in the country where you are a tax resident. So if you spend 183 days or more in Ireland in one year, you're considered a resident for tax purposes. Ireland taxes most income according to two tax bans, 20% and 40%. So in short, be sure you know your tax situation before moving there. We mentioned snowbirds and people who like to move to warmer clients. That's probably not the case in Ireland. You know, before you commit to retiring in Ireland, you need to spend some time in the country in November through March when Mm -hmm. the days are short and the sky is gray. Maybe be a snowbird. Ireland Mm -hmm. is a top part-time retirement option for those who want to spend the beautiful spring and summer months on the Emerald Isle, but then escape the worst of the winter uh, back somewhere where it's warm. (laughs) Good to know. Well, let's give the wheel another spin and find out where we're going to next. All right. Panama. Oh, Panama. I bet that's going to be beautiful. The Pacific and the Caribbean coastlines probably draw you to a place like Panama. Uh, It's affordable living. They have modern infrastructures, uh, quality health care, and they have uh, the convenience of being able to use your U.S. dollars right there in Panama. Here's a little bit more information on relocating to Panama for your retirement. Well, now, Joy, this is someplace that about 20 years ago I really did consider. Really? Yeah, that I might want to go there for a while. But Panama offers multiple visa options for foreigners interested in taking up full-time residence, including visas specifically for retirees. You know, Panama, as you said, has two coastlines along the Caribbean and the Pacific, and Caribbean's one of my favorite places in the Mm -hmm. world. It's a natural wonderland. There are islands, volcanoes, jungle, coral reefs, river valleys, and forests, and of course, the Panama Canal. If you're going to stay there for long, you'll need to get a Panamanian driver's license. The Pan American Highway passes right through Panama and begs you to hit the road. And you can drive to Panama on your current U.S. driver's license for about three months. And after that, you'll need to visit the U.S. Embassy and take a vision and hearing test to acquire a Panamanian driver's license. Another big thing about Panama is is a lot of other Americans who've gone through this same process. And so, as we mentioned earlier about expats, uh, there are groups of American expats in most of the major cities that you can connect with for, you know, socializing and networking. And I guess one of the most important things to consider is medical and dental care. And Panama has quality and affordable medical care and dental care, especially in the bigger cities like Panama City. And the cost of treatment is is generally much cheaper than it is here in the U.S. And of course, many of the doctors and dentists, especially in Panama City, do speak English. Wow. Wow. That just sounds amazing. (laughs) And then you wouldn't have to worry about being a snowbird because it'd just be beautiful all year round. All year long. All year long. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we want to hear from you. Where do you dream of retiring? On a sunny beach, maybe misty mountains? Whatever your plan is, you can talk to Southern Kentucky Advisors. Go to their Facebook. um, Make your comments about where you want to retire on their Facebook page. Of course, you can go to the website, SokiAdvisors.com, and the number to set up your discovery meeting and maybe even discover where you're going to retire. The number is 270-904-7624, the website sokiadvisors.com. 
We have a lot more to cover, so stay tuned. If you know someone who's going through a divorce, maybe yourself, uh, you're going to want to stick around because we're going to talk about how divorce can affect retirement planning. We'll also talk about some frequently asked questions about Social Security benefits. And don't forget, Alan's Final Four coming up on the Southern Kentucky Retirement Show. What's your magic number? Is a 30% drop in the market enough to make you want to take a look at your retirement plan? Alan Costello and his team at Southern Kentucky Advisors have cleared their schedule to help as many people as possible deal with the recent stock market crash. Call 270-904-7624 today, even if you already have a financial advisor. This might be a good time to get a second opinion. Don't wait any longer. There can be opportunities even in times like this. Call Alan and his team now at 270-904-7624 and schedule a virtual meeting right from the comfort of your home. Alan Costello and the team at Southern Kentucky Advisors are ready to help. Call 270-904-7624 now and don't miss the Southern Kentucky Retirement Show Wednesday mornings at 8.30. Securities and advisory services offered through Client One Securities, LLC. Member FINRA, SIPC, and an investment advisor. Southern Kentucky Advisors and Client One Securities, LLC are not affiliated. Welcome back to the Southern Kentucky Retirement Show. I am Joy Peterson, along with your host, Alan Costello. And remember, if there's something that you would like a little bit more information about, feel free to give them a call, 270-904-7624, the website, SoKeyAdvisors.com. Alan, I'm sure you've heard this term. It's kind of new to me. I was doing a little bit of, of reading about it. It's something called a gray divorce. And that's when people who are over 50 get divorced. Obviously, later in life, uh, timing could really cause some problems, or at least give you some issues that you need to look at when it comes to retirement. You know, Joy, unfortunately, we see clients who find themselves in this situation, and it's tricky because many of these couples may have been married for 25 years or longer, and they may already be in retirement or within 10 years of retiring. You know, we just recently did the Women in Retirement uh, webinar series, and and uh, I was I was really stunned because so many of the people who, who came to the webinar and who, who we met with were people who had either been divorced later in life or were going through a divorce. Mm-hmm. And it was really an awakening for me because I'm married, been married for 25 years, and Learning what some of these people are going through was really quite painful, Joy, because mm-hmm. it's you know divorce is, is a hard enough thing emotionally, but the financial impact is can even be more significant. I can imagine that Social Security is probably impacted. Uh, maybe retirement funds like four hundred one ks those have to be divided up. Alimony might play a part, um, and then. For a lot of, especially for women, your health insurance is probably covered by your spouse as well. That's true, Joy. And and all of these things become issues. You know, with Social Security, if you've been married more than 10 years, you, you can be eligible for as much as half of your former spouse's Social Security benefit. You know, a few years ago, I had a client I was working with, and she was about to get remarried, and she was like uh, 59 in uh, 10 months. And I said, do you realize that if you get married before 60, you're going to forfeit that Social Security benefit from mm. your spouse? 
and she really had no clue. Good news is she waited two months to get married. <laughs> but um, yeah, I'm, and then Social Security can be so complicated all on its own, let alone in a divorce situation. So if you do draw on your former spouse's Social Security, it does not affect their benefit or whoever that they may marry. Well, that's good to know. When, what about when it comes to retirement funds, a pension plan, IRAs? How about that? Well, let me just tell you, if you're going through a divorce or if you think you're going to, you need to try to get the statements because if your spouse or ex-spouse won't cooperate, you might have to get an attorney or a mediator involved. And, and dividing up retirement accounts is usually part of a divorce settlement. You know, I had a new client a few years ago who had been divorced for over 10 years. But what's called the QDRO was was never settled. And so he was ready to roll over his 401k and got hit with this that it had never been settled. And it took 18 months to go back and settle this 10-year-old divorce before he get access to his retirement fund. So if you've been through a divorce and this hasn't been settled, that's one thing you want to go ahead and address now. Joy, you think about it, you know, if you were getting ready to retire and your money's tied up for 18 months like this guy was, I mean, talk about a lifestyle adjustment. Mm-hmm. What do you mean exactly by lifestyle adjustment? Well, you know, the family home may need to be sold so that two smaller homes are purchased. One person may end up renting. You might have to forego vacations or expensive hobbies to play catch up on retirement. You know, I have one client that I'm currently working with, have been for the last year and a half. And after 30 years of marriage, it, it ended in divorce. And, and he is going to have to pay alimony for life. And I'm not talking about four or $500. I'm talking about a large amount of money. And so, you know, it's, it's even though he was financially in pretty good shape, it's, it's forced him to have to go back to work in order to address the situation. Well, let's talk a little bit more about those, because I know those are hot button issues, the things like alimony and then also health insurance. Yeah, the higher wage earner needs to be prepared to pay alimony, especially if they were married for many years. And, you know, this can be a bitter pill to swallow for some people. And health insurance has become such an expensive line item in people's budgets because costs have skyrocketed. Very true. I'm assuming that for people who fall into the category of gray divorce where they're older, their kids are probably older too. So we're probably not looking at custody issues or even child support. You know, Joy, usually in these situations, kids are grown and starting their own families or at least finishing up college. Uh, it gets a little easier when the kids are grown because no one has to pay child support and, it, and it's really not best to drag adult kids into the mix. They usually don't want to hear about the details of your marriage anyway. <laughs> That's uh, true. Uh, I have seen some situations where there was a a child that was uh, disabled, Mm. and and then there was, you know, had to be contingencies made in that circumstance. Well, obviously, at any age, divorce is is not a happy time. But like you said before, a divorce closer to retirement age has some very unique challenges that you need to work through. Is this something that somebody could call you at Southern Kentucky Advisors? Absolutely, Joy. And, and, you know, I I hate that we are, but we have actually become fairly experienced with this because we we do see it quite a bit. If you are experiencing life changes, whether it's a divorce or maybe some other (laughs) big life changes, and you're concerned about it, you want to know how that will affect your retirement situation, reach out to Alan and the team at Southern Kentucky Advisors, 270-904-7624. SoKeyAdvisors.com is the website. And of course, look for them on Facebook at SoKey Advisors. 
You know, Joy, in July 2019, nearly 48 million people were claiming Social Security retirement benefits, and, and as you're aware, that number is rising. And it's no wonder, then, that we're often being asked about it, including when to claim Social Security, uh, how my benefits are going to be taxed, and which sources of income can contribute to a loss of benefits. So I put together a collection of about six questions, and I'm going to give you a quick quiz to mm. see how you do, and I hope our listeners can play along, too. Are you ready? I guess. I don't like taking tests. (laughs) I'm never very good, but let's do it. All right. Are Social Security benefits subject to federal taxes? I know this one. This one's a yes up to a certain percentage. Is that part correct? That's absolutely correct. They can be. It depends on your, your what's called your provisional income, which we've talked about before. Uh, up to 85% of Social Security benefits received by taxpayers whose income exceeds certain base amounts uh, can be subject to taxation. All right. How about this one? What requirements must be met to qualify a person for retirement benefits? That one I do not know. Okay. Well, you have to, first of all, be fully insured, and that means that you have 40 credits or have worked for at least 10 years, be at least 62 years old, and have filed an application for retirement benefits. So how about this one? Can a person receive retirement benefits regardless of wealth? I'm going to say yes on that one. Absolutely, yes. A person is entitled to retirement benefits regardless of how wealthy he or she is, and loss of benefits occur only due to excess earnings arising from personal services earned or like earned income. Okay, how about this one? Suppose someone retires early at age 55 with yeah. no, no earned income for the next seven years. How will this affect his or her benefits at age 62? Hmm. Could that bring their benefits down? It could, because benefits are based on the highest 35 years of index earnings. So generally, workers earn the most during the last years of employment. Therefore, benefits may not be as high as was estimated by Social Security. Very good. Good to know. All right. So the next one, does an employer receive an income tax deduction for Social Security tax payments? No. No. The answer is yes. Uh, whenever you, when you're your worker, you have to pay in total of about seven point six five percent. They do, and then you have to match it, and that seven point six five percent is considered a payroll tax expense. So, Joy, do interest and dividends from stocks and bonds count as earned income, and thus cause a loss of your Social Security benefits? Maybe yes. Maybe no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interest and dividends from stocks and bonds are not counted as earnings for purposes of the retirement test. Now, they can impact, as we talked about earlier, provisional income, but they do not affect your earnings. All right, last one. How much will a spouse age 64 collect when an older spouse dies at age 69 before filing or receiving benefits? That's like a word problem. There's so much to it. I don't know. You tell me. (laughs) All right. The spouse is eligible for 100% of what the deceased person was eligible for in the month of his or her death. So how'd you do, Mm. Joy? Probably not real well. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? The the good thing about this, no matter whether I got them all right or got them all wrong, and the same for our listeners, you can answer those questions, and that's what you're here for. So if you have questions about your own Social Security when it comes to your retirement, please give Alan and the team at Southern Kentucky Advisors a call. Set up your discovery meeting. The number is 270-904-7624, the website, SokiAdvisors.com. And of course, you can also look for them on Facebook at Soki Advisors. 
It is that time again. Time for the final four questions for Alan. All right, are you ready? I am ready. Number one. When is your next scheduled informational seminar? Well, glad you asked, Joy, because we're having our next one tomorrow night at Mariah's at 630, and we're going to be covering Social Security. Oh, well, that's perfect. (laughs) So anybody who, who did like me and did not do good on that quiz, they can come and talk to you. Absolutely. The move, the drive, and dropping the anvil. Number two. Do you ever plan to run for a public office? Well, I say about running for dog catcher, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, actually, you know, in my younger days, I really did think I would like to do that. As I've gotten older, I kind of think that has probably passed for me. Oh, bam! He rattled it home! Number three. Do athletes deserve the high salaries that they receive? Why or why not? Joy, I believe, as Jim Rohn said in one of his many, many books over the years that I've read, that, you know, at the end of the year, the economy tallies up what you contributed and it sends you a check for it mm-hmm. uh, and that's kind of the you know the way free enterprise is and and I believe that if athletes bring in the kind of revenue that they bring in for the owners of the teams and for the taxes that you're generated from people working stadiums and so forth yes I believe they deserve what they get Up high, down hard. number four if you opened a restaurant what kind of food would you serve Well, if I served what I would want, it would be Italian, but I would go broke because I would eat it all. (laughs) (laughs) So, so yeah, but it it would definitely be Italian. I I love Italian food. Let's it go and it. Well, thank you, Alan, for your time, and thank you for our listeners for making us a part of your Wednesday morning. If you have questions or if you would like to schedule your discovery meeting with Alan and the team at Southern Kentucky Advisors, the number to call is 270-904-7624, the website, SokeyAdvisors.com. Have a safe and blessed week. We'll see you next time on the Southern Kentucky Retirement Show. Licensed insurance professional. Securities and advisory services offered through Client One Securities LLC, member FINRA, SIPC, and an investment advisor. Southern Kentucky Advisors and Client One Securities LLC are not affiliated.